Hey guys, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Ari, and welcome back to Letters from a 2020 Senior. So it's been a while, but today we are just going to talk about our like general life updates. And um, Ari's at UCLA, and I'm studying abroad in Copenhagen, so we have a lot of new new things, fun, exciting things to talk about. Yeah, lots of life updates um, to discuss. So Kelsey, how is study abroad going? You've been there for like a while now. Yeah. It's amazing. So I'm in Copenhagen. Um, I've been here for, what is like over two months now. Um, I'm just here for the semester. Um, I love it. I'm obsessed with the city. I think like I, it's my favorite, it's one of my favorite places I've ever been. I think for me, it was like perfect because it's a city that has so much going on. And I feel like I'll never, like, even when I leave, I feel like I won't have experienced everything but I feel like to a lesser degree than I would maybe in like a bigger city um I feel like it's a perfect balance of like home and also like exciting big city that like I'm living in for the semester um Mm -hmm. because I think there definitely is like a homey vibe to it too um which I really like so I'm having an amazing time um we can yeah like my classes are good um people are like really fun like it's it's fun to meet new people um like in the beginning in the middle of college I feel like it feels like freshman year all over again um yeah and I've just been able to travel a lot on breaks and weekends and stuff so I don't have too much to complain about honestly yeah that sounds pretty amazing um how like how how are the people like how's the food um I want to know everything um so I'm living in an apartment with two other girls from the U.S. I could it's the building has Danish students too so I could have been put with Danish roommates but um, we're just in a triple and they're really great. Um, I love, the, yeah, I love them. And that we've, we have some, like a lot of other really good friends in our building. And then, um, I met amazing people through all the classes and everything. And there's like, we have a core class, which is basically like our major, most related to our major class. Um, and that's a group that we travel with and stuff. And I love the people in, the, in that class. And we did like a weekend trip together too. Um, so the people have been really great. The food, I to save money like in Copenhagen because it's really expensive I usually just make we have like we have a full kitchen so I usually just make like I meal prep um for just like the week weekdays um but then on the weekends the food I I mean I'm not the biggest like mayo fish person so Copenhagen probably wasn't like the best destination for me food wise um because they love their like open-faced sandwiches with just like sauce and fish and pickled herring and all of that um, which isn't my cup of tea, but like they have really good, I mean, obviously it's like one of the food, I mean, I haven't made it to Noma, so being, it's like the best restaurant in the world here. I probably won't make it though. Um, but yeah, I feel like in the past, I think like 20 years, like food's become like a really, really big, important part of Copenhagen. So there's like amazing restaurants and like cute cafes everywhere. So it's not definitely not hard to find something I like. I found really good Italian restaurants and, um, like the pastries I can just like live on pastries alone um so that's food isn't a problem I definitely like avoid some things but but it's not too bad yeah I've had to eat yeah I've had I I tried herring it wasn't bad I just don't think it's like something I will eat again like Mm -hmm. if someone put it in front of me I'd eat it um I I tried pate for the first time um I tried well this was kind of an accident well not really we were at a um (laughs) we were at a restaurant with a class 
and they just like put the food down in front of us but so like some girl tried it and she's like oh it tastes like beef like it's totally beef and we were like oh like okay so we like all like took a bite and then like the lady comes back and she goes like oh so this is like deer and we all went huh <laughs> and she's like yeah like reindeer like deer like reindeer and we were like oh. so i ate bambi um no. <laughs> i had <laughs> yeah it was it didn't taste bad i just couldn't like i just think we all kind of struggled with like the thought of eating i mean that's so it's so interesting though because i feel like it's so like depending on what country you're from you have very different ideas of like what meat like what meat you feel comfortable eating so like, I, it's like so interesting because like there's no reason why the meat that like i'm used to eating at home is any better or like makes any more sense than what they eat in other mm-hmm. in other places it's just it was just like a little it just was very different um mm-hmm. than what we had been what what we're used to um so yeah i eat, i'm trying to think of other crazy things i've tried to try um i had tar licorice which i don't know why they're really into licorice here which i get but i also don't get because they don't make licorice here they just like love it so it's everywhere um and i had to try tar licorice and that was kind of disturbing um we were like on a food just like black licorice it was like black licorice with like cement it was like it just like we all like i don't i've never i don't know what it's like but we were like this is how i imagine like after smoking like a pack of cigs like that's i feel like this is how your mouth should feel like we were i mean we were just like making stuff up because like i don't know but like we were like your our breath just was like rancid it was kind of icky but now i can say i've i've ingested tar which i don't know if that's safe but it was on a food tour so we kind (laughs) of had to had to try it um but yeah that's that's that I can talk about, like, some of the places I've been so far, too. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, because um, you mentioned that you would go on, like, weekend trips and, like, trips with other people in your, um, like, in your class. Um, yeah, where have you gone, and what has been, like, your favorite place so far? Yeah, um, so the first weekend trip, well, first, the first, like, oh, actually, I forgot about this one. I did a day trip to Malmo, Sweden, um, because it's really close. Malmo's um like it's just a train ride from Copenhagen so I did that pretty early on and that was really really cool they have um like the most beautiful garden um and it was still like when it was summertime because now it's so now it's fully like cold rainy it got dark at like 4 30 today um so we are like in the Scandinavian winter vibes but that like that was in the beginning so it was very nice um and then with my class for like half of a week we went to other major cities in Denmark um so like Odense and like Horsens and Aarhus um and like that was really cool when we like focused on like the healthcare system because that's kind of what we're all studying so we like mm-hmm. visited doctors in different part of Denmark and like emergency departments and everything um and then my first like big trip was to Oslo Norway um which was so amazing it was like just it was very different. We like did a boat tour and we did a sauna. Um, so I don't know, like they have them on, on the water and you just have your little sauna and then you jump in the freezing cold water. Um, and then you do it again in, yeah. So that was cold, but also really fun. In Copenhagen, I did it here. They call it like winter bathing because there's not really a sauna part to it. Um, you mm-hmm. just like jump in the freezing cold water. And I did it once and I, it was, 
I think it's I think it's a one time only thing. People here do it like every day when it's like ice in the water, um, but it definitely makes you feel like very refreshed. Um, mm. That's my that's my tangent about jumping in ice cold water because I've had to do it three <laughs> times so far. Um, yeah, so I did Oslo. Oslo was kind of a hiccup. You know the good. Do you know the Good Luck Charlie Christmas movie? Of course, I know the Good Luck Charlie Christmas movie. Okay, <laughs> I feel like whenever something happens crazy, like on a trip, I always say this is like a Good Luck Charlie moment. And we had a major Good Luck Charlie moment in Oslo. Oh my god, what happened? We, it was so, it was, like, we were fine. It was just kind of spooky. We um, were staying in this hotel, like, apartment vibe. Not, not apartment. Like, it was a hotel, but it also, it, I don't know, it was weird. I don't know, I didn't, I don't know what it was. But it was, like, like a normal, like, booking.com, like, had great reviews. A lot of other people were staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like go out and then we come back and at 2 30 the fire alarm goes off so we're like all stressed like (laughs) i like we grab our passports and glasses and shoes and we're like oh my gosh like there's a fire um and we like open the door and we just like we smell smoke but like we just our neighbors we only had like one set of neighbors and they're these like older guys um and so like they were just like yelling at each other in a different language and so we were kind of like stressed and so for some reason but like we didn't see fire so we didn't like run out right away because we kind of wanted to see if like they were leaving first Mm because we didn't really just want to like be out in the hallway with these like random men Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so then like (laughs) so then I was like maybe we should just close our door for like one second to like figure out like what you know figure out like what's going on so we close our door and like right two seconds later some someone's trying to get into our room like is like shaking like trying to open our door and we were like, oh my gosh, like that was just scary because like we had just had our door wide open, like trying to listen to all these people mm-hmm. and now someone's trying to get in. So then we see the like the guy at the desk from downstairs, like walking through the window. So we like close the door and then we call him and he's like, oh, no worries. Your neighbors just like were cooking and put the smoke, al- like set off the smoke, like the fire alarm. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. He's So he's like, yeah, just like go to sleep. No worries. So we were like a little interested why someone was like trying to come into our room though yeah so we just like go to sleep yeah so then we just go to sleep and we go downstairs and they said that they could hold our bags for us because our flight wasn't till later and they're like we can't hold your bags anymore and we were like we were about to pull a little karen because we were like we like confirmed this with like two people at this establishment that we you could hold our bags and he's like mm, no there's been a situation so we're like okay and we like storm out of this hotel, like this hotel with our bags. We open the door and we are in a crime scene. There is like yellow tape everywhere. Um, there's like six police officers, and we are just like in the middle of Oslo, Norway. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we're like, uh, like jaw dropped. So we're trying to figure out what's going on, and someone's like, guys. So there was a shooting at our hotel. And obviously we were like, oh my gosh, is everybody okay? And we looked it up later and I think, I think, I think everybody was good. So that's, well, like, we were so worried, but, um, yeah, it was just really scary and crazy. And <laughs> that was a whole Oslo story. Oh my god, um, that's terrifying. <laughs> quite the crime scene. Um, yeah. And then, like, later our Uber driver, like, left with me halfway in the car, in the car. <laughs> like, I was like, like, 
like one leg in he starts driving away it's like that was kind of funny um yeah so that was also um super fun um (laughs) that's like kind of insane oh my god i think it was what a story it was like an amazing place i don't know if i'd ever like go back not because i didn't like it i just don't see myself like being close having like an easy trip to norway um but that was cool Mm -hmm. and then I mean, that all sounds kind of traumatizing, to be honest. Yeah, I think, like, I, I was, like, less scarred. Some people were, like, by the end, were, like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little traumatizing. But, yeah, and then I did Amsterdam for another weekend, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. Um, I loved it. That was probably, like, one of my favorite trips I'd done so far. Um, yeah, we just did, like, Van Gogh Museum and all the, like, food and just like the streets itself like you could just walk around there and feel like you've been on like a cool trip mm-hmm. um and then I did Finland and Estonia with my class mm-hmm. um I loved Tallinn Estonia it was like the cutest it's all like the old town because I feel like some cities it's I like European cities that you can like see like feel the like history of it mm-hmm. and there it's like all like straight out of straight out of like a little I don't know it's like so cute Mm -hmm. um it's stunning so like I loved that and I feel like that I liked going there because it was definitely I feel like Finland and Estonia are places I'm probably not gonna wouldn't have just randomly ended up there like I just that doesn't I don't know I don't think me being just like at home would be like I'm gonna go to Finland and Estonia you know like not very mainstream travel destinations but I loved it um so that was really fun and then Mm -hmm. we did Stockholm that weekend um and then I just my parents were here not last last two weeks ago two weeks ago so that was really fun um so I got to show them around Copenhagen and then we went to Vienna that weekend um which was amazing and then I have three more trips coming up it's it's a lot but um I don't know I feel very very like blessed to be here and just trying to take advantage of like being so close to like all these different places um Mm -hmm. so I'm doing this next like starting tomorrow I have a flight really early tomorrow this is our like biggest break um so I'm doing Budapest and Prague um so I'll be super exciting and then for Thanksgiving I have the flights booked but nothing else booked but the flights are booked so I'm going to Iceland for Thanksgiving oh my Um, god that's so cool so I'm so excited oh my Um, god you're gonna have so much fun that's so cool (laughs) hopefully we get to see the northern lights that's the that's the goal yeah oh my Um, god I can't wait to see all the pictures um I feel like it's a good perfect amount of like time to do to do Iceland too because it's the farthest flight I think I'll have to do here um so it's like Thanksgiving gives the perfect amount of time for it and then mm-hmm. and then my final trip is my parents and sister are coming um when I'm done and we're gonna do the German Christmas markets so that's that I'm, I'm super excited for that but that was a lot of me blabbering oh gosh, about so all my fun. trips but um yeah, I've had That's a, so exciting though. It, it seems like you're thriving. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. It's been really great. I feel very grateful to be able to like go at all the places. Um uh-huh. it's also nice just to stay here for like some weekend. It's nice, I don't know, I feel like you need a good balance. Um I know some people studying like oh not studying, traveling like a lot less or a lot more. Um and I think everything's good. I just feel like it's I like having like a I found a good balance for myself of like having enough weekends to still be here in Copenhagen that I still get to feel like this is home and I don't feel like I'm traveling like all the time. Um, so I yeah. think it's worked out. It's worked out well. But yeah. That's good. Oh my gosh, that sounds so exciting. And from all the pictures, it seems like 
um it's like you're experiencing like the most like fall vibes you can actually yes ever experience and i cannot tell you how jealous i am of that i love fall and i'm in la it's like well actually okay this week it like it just started getting um it just started getting like colder like yesterday was freezing Mm -hmm. and usually i'm really not a huge fan of cold weather but i was like oh my god thank god it's cold i'm so over the heat um and then it rained one day last week so like that was like really refreshing um but i think you're definitely getting more of the like fall fall experience than any of us in la (laughs) or southern california yeah no it it's it's pretty i feel like yeah it's definitely fall. I love Cop- Copenhagen. Is I don't know. I love it. It's like my Pinterest, like everyone's Pinterest, like dreams. I think it's like I don't know. Like you, it's just claw clips and biking and pastries and it's definitely for. I was we were talking about this earlier. It's definitely Copenhagen's for the girls. <laughs> Copenhagen's for the girlies. <laughs> like it's just I don't know. Like there's a lot of like um, they're really into thrifting and just like little cafes and like you just do work and you get like. I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's, I don't know. There's also, I'm just, we're also, we also just say that because the ratio to, of boys and girls, like in our program specifically is like very, there's no boys. So it just feels <laughs> like there's a lot of girls. Maybe it's just specifically like our one US abroad program. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I just love the whole aesthetic and the whole vibe of Copenhagen a lot. So I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I recommend to anybody listening to put that on your, on your bucket list of places. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, that's so but, fun. Yeah, how's how's LA? How's the apartment? Because we both have changed it up, and now we're both in apartments after being in like dorms mm-hmm. in the sorority house. So how's yeah. how's life? How's LA? Um, LA's good. It's pretty much the same. Um, I yeah, now I live in an apartment with six other people. Um, and it's definitely very different from being in the house. Um, I feel like when I was in the house, I was just kind of, like, constantly 24-7, um, like, experiencing social stimulation, because there was just, like, there were always, like, people around, um, to, like, hang out with and whatever, um, and now, like, you know, when you go from, like, living with, like, 40-plus people to living with, like, six, um, it's been weird to, like, not have people around you like all the time I mean and I still like I mean six other people is like a lot in one apartment um but it's definitely very different um but in like a good way like I think like um having that much like socializing all the time it's like really fun for a year um but then now I'm just like really glad to just like have more of my own space um like I'm only sharing a room with one other person instead of three other people um, we, like, have our own kitchen, uh, being able to eat when I want is crazy, crazy concept <laughs> that I just did not experience last year, because, I, I mean, I feel like even when you're, like, in the dorms and you're experiencing, like, the dining halls, like, they open and close at a certain time, but there's, like, multiple hours where you can, like, go and get your food, but when I was living yeah. in the house last year, we only had an hour window each day for lunch and an hour window each day for for dinner that's so, so hard I know and our lunch was at eleven thirty, and our dinner was at five thirty. so I was like it just it's such an early time to eat 
um like lunch and especially dinner. with classes and everything like how oh, do you yeah I, yeah I would schedule my work and classes around my like around those uh around the meal times so that I could like go back to the house and like eat because Whoa. otherwise you'd have to like order a late plate but now I like um can eat whenever I want I also like have actually been learning how to cook which is crazy yeah um yeah me and my roommates like actually cook dinner um like I'd say like most nights of the week we like schedule our our dinners together um Mm -hmm. so we'll make like we've done like salmon we've made enchiladas um we've done like curry chicken um yum so yeah just like there's been a lot of stuff and it's like very like easy basic recipes um but actually we were just talking about how like we're kind of getting like the hang of of like cooking and stuff so maybe we should like branch out a little bit and I just sent a TikTok to them and was like we should make this because it was just my um one of my roommates it was her birthday last week and for her birthday her aunt got her like an immersion blender um (gasps) to like you know, like the, it has the little like like make yeah yeah squid prong. I want one here. That's something yeah. I miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I sent a TikTok of Queen Emily Mariko making homemade grilled cheese and tomato soup, um, and it just looked so yum. So I like sent that to them. I'm like, we should add this to the rotation because now we like have an immersion blender and we can actually properly so make fun. tomato soup. Um, so yeah, so that's been really fun. And like, I love all my roommates. Like we. Um, there's seven of us and five of us lived together over the uh or last year in the house and then the other two were were still like good friends with um Mm -hmm. so it's just been not like not the biggest adjustment I also just feel like when you're living like once you've like moved out to college and like adjusted to like how it is here little things like like moving living arrangements it's not like it's still a little bit of an adjustment, but, like, definitely not as drastic as, like, that initial move. It's kind of, like, it's much easier to just, like, adapt to, like, different situations and, like, different living arrangements once you're already yeah, here. I, so, yeah. So, it's, it's been agree. good. Vibes have been good at the apartment. I have a recipe yeah. um, suggestion for you. Oh, my God, please. Because, um, like, I, I've been having a blast like because we just have we got really lucky most of the places in our in our building don't have an oven or a dishwasher and we have all of it um so i found a recipe yeah i found a recipe i just had it before like right now um for like Gigi hadid's vodka pasta but pumpkin no way oh i actually i just so good vodka pasta for the first time on sunday oh it's so good and i mean i feel like every good i feel like everyone italian probably is like so annoyed that we call it Gigi hadid's (laughs) like vodka pasta when it's just vodka pasta but the pumpkin one is a new level it's basically you just don't add i mean i don't know what recipe you found but like the one i use i do the tomato paste and then i do tomato crushed tomatoes too um oh and this one yeah this one um this one you do tomato paste and then you do pumpkin puree, kale, and like sauteed mushrooms. And it was so good. Oh my it was gosh. 
That's so that can be a little so that can bring that can bring some fall into LA. You can get a folly folly night going. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Let's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm literally gonna go text my roommates about that right now, or I'm just gonna like go get pumpkin puree from like Trader Joe's yeah. if they haven't sold out of it already. They <laughs> don't sell it here. I what? had to have my mom not smuggle, but like smuggle. It's not illegal, but like <laughs> smuggle me in pumpkin puree because they're so into fall here. You would think that they have it, but like I think here, they think that you should just be able to like make your own because they're so like sustainable and and like they just do everything more efficiently, not efficiently, just like better than we do at home. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but authentic, I could make I my own. Yeah, I could make my own, but I don't have like an immersion blender or a real blender. So like, cause you could just roast the pumpkin and yeah. take it all out. But um, yeah, so I, I used one can. I still have two left that I'm saving for like when it gets closer to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been, that's probably been like one of the saddest, that, that's my negative. <laughs> that's my <laughs> rosebud and thorn. That's my thorn for Copenhagen. It's like the lack of pumpkin <laughs> no puree. pumpkin puree. <laughs> That's so funny. I need to to send in a complaint. Um, <laughs> to the yeah, no, but <laughs> Danish government. <laughs> Prime Minister, I have some serious issues to talk to you about. Actually, elections were this week. I don't really know too much oh. about it, but it, that was cool. I like <laughs> that. That's exciting. I'm assuming you didn't yeah. vote. <laughs> no, nope. Yeah, but I. I'm going to do, I'll, I can talk about this later because I want to do, we're talking about doing an episode um, where I can talk about like the, like just Denmark more in depth and mm-hmm. like the cultural differences and like, how, like, I don't know, just there's really interesting things that I've learned that I like think are really cool or just like, in, like mm-hmm. hard to wrap our brains around at least. I don't know. I'm taking a Danish culture and language class. So we do culture for like, w- like one day a week and then language the other half of the week. So we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about like Danish culture. So I was thinking I could do a another one another episode about that but i have like my full like because i have a, like a cpr card which is like their universal health care card and i got like mm. my permit in the mail so i have like my official little like danish id um oh my gosh that's so cool it's cute it's cute i kind of look like scary in it i'm like staring because i said not to smile <laughs> so i'm like very aggressively just like staring at this camera but yeah i'm i'm official i'm I'm a Danish resident, and I can get their free healthcare, so yes. that's fun. Um, but yeah. So, how has like the adjustment been living in Copenhagen? Because I know like you've been there for a while now. Was it like the same as like adjusting from home to moving away in college, or like in what ways was it different? And like how, like where are you right now in terms of like getting used to like living abroad? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a big adjustment. Um, I think it's very different. I feel it's a very different experience in like going to school like first time. Because um, I think generally like, I mean classes are, I mean we'll see how they turn out, but like classes are easier. You have more free time, so there's a lot less stress, which I feel like is something I really needed to like get away from at school I feel like I needed study abroad like also just for like a mental health break from like Mm -hmm. the stress of like classes at Georgetown and pre-professional stuff um so I think from that perspective I feel like it's a very like refreshing experience and I feel like my mindset in life has just been like very positive and happy and um 
I don't know. I feel like I've just been more like grateful for everything. Um, so I think from that perspective, like adjusting has been like, that's, I really like that aspect of studying abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think there's also, I feel like most people don't talk about like the, not negative, but like the harder parts of studying abroad. I feel like everyone comes back and it's like, it was the best thing ever. And like, I'm so guilty of that. I was like talking to my friends yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely is. And like, I can't say anything less <clears throat> than that, but I think there are like, I think it's just, like, people don't talk about, like, the days that kind of are harder to be so far away from home, Mm -hmm. and I think they hit, like, I think at school, at least for me, like, being, like, homesick, I guess, um, would happen, like, when I'm having, like, I got a bad grade, or, like, I was having, like, you know, like, a fight with, you know what I mean, or, like, something bad was happening. I feel like here, Mm -hmm. though, it's more, like, random, like, you'll just be, like, walking around, like, and you'll have an off day, um, like, and you just, like, miss, you just get annoyed at, like, having to translate at the grocery store and not, like, and having to take public transportation everywhere, not just rolling out of your, my, you know, and it's, and then you like miss the people and everything. So I think it is like, there are some days that are like, not like horror, like you're still in, I'm still in Copenhagen. And I think there's, but it's like definitely harder and you just kind of feel, it's like, every, it's, we were saying there was like one week where we had really crazy, like it was like a really crazy week for everybody. And we were like, we don't want to go home. We just need like one day at home. We just need like one, like can we just fly back for like 24 hours and then come back? Mm-hmm. Cause it's not that we want to leave. It's just like every once in a while you kind of miss just like the familiar vibes. But I think at this point oh. it's become really familiar. And I think it helps like the, after going on a few trips, then when you like come back to Copenhagen, that's when it really feels like home. You know what I mean? Like when you miss like your, co- like our Copenhagen bed, you know, when we're traveling to other places, I think that, mm-hmm. like, also, so, like, as you go, it gets a lot, it, it gets good, um, and I think it's also, like, no one really, like, we talked about in classes a lot, and I think everyone has the same feeling being, like, everyone here has some off days, but I think it's also something, like, you don't want to talk about, because you kind of feel guilty, like, having any complaints or negative things to say, because this is such, like, an amazing experience that, like, not everybody gets to gets to come to a foreign country to study for six months for mm-hmm. however many months I'm here I don't know four months <laughs> um so like I don't have anything to complain about but I think it is like if you're if somebody's like listening is planning on studying abroad I think it's totally okay to like expect like missing home I don't think that's like that's not a horrible you know we're so far away from home mm-hmm. um I'm like a I'm a six hour difference from school so that like in my sister and I'm nine hours away from home so like it's yeah, kind of crazy. crazy like like I so like that also makes it hard just like not being able to talk to people as much it makes it harder to like plan times because of time change um but yeah I think in general I recommend nothing more than studying abroad I think for me it was like a really really great decision um but I think I think it's it's okay to have I think everyone here like realistically has some days where you just you just miss your Panera and your and your <laughs> like in your Dunkin' Donuts, I don't. Uh, I'm not a Dunkin' person, but people here, I know some big Dunkin' people. But just like random stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that was a that was some, that's my answer. But um, we realized that we never talked uh-huh. about our summers, which I feel like were massive and crazy. So and Ari did something mm-hmm. really cool. So do you want to talk about your amazing summer? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I did a really cool program through UCLA. Um, where basically it is a six-week film production intensive with the UCLA School of, like, Television, Film, and Theater, which is, like, their film school. Um, 
and basically you take a bunch of classes about all different aspects of like film and the industry um and the really cool thing is that these classes are usually closed off to uh non-majors during the year so like you can't you can't take them unless you're in the film major Mm -hmm. which like I'm not um but over the summer you can take them no matter what major you are um you don't even actually have to go to UCLA like you can be any student from literally anywhere like we had people on the program who were international who literally came Mm -hmm. to UCLA like just for the program which was just like insane and it was crazy how they found out about it because I did not think it was like the best advertised program like it was such an amazing program and like actually genuinely one of the best experiences like I have ever had I'm so incredibly grateful that I was able to do it um and I'll talk like more about that later because I was like freaking out about like what I was gonna do over the summer um but um the way that I found out about it was like really random because I found out about it through my job that I have right now uh working at the public affairs school I write their like newsletter and the film school sent the, like, little graphic thing, or the, like, info email about the program to the public affairs department and was, like, oh, in case any of your students are, like, film minors and are interested in this, uh, maybe, like, put this in their newsletter. So I was, like, oh, okay, sick. So I, like, put it in the newsletter. Um, and then was, like, as I was, like, typing it in, I was, like, oh, wait, this, like, looks really cool um I was like what is this program and then I like looked into it and I was like oh my god this looks amazing um and then I applied for it got in and um ended up doing it um which was and I'm just it was such such a great experience because like I remember spring quarter like early early spring quarter when I had like just just before I'd found out about this I had applied to like I think over 30 internships for the summer and I had not gotten a single one. I got one interview that I think I completely, like, butchered. Like, it was really bad. Um, like, I think that was, like, my worst interview. And then I was just, like, like did not move forward in the process for that one. And then I didn't hear back from any of the other ones that I had applied for. Um, and to be fair, like, the ones that I was applying for, like, I was applying kind of just, like, on a whim into, like, those, like, portals where your resume just goes into, like, an abyss of resumes um and it's just like really difficult if you don't have someone to like pull your name out of the pile yeah um so I wasn't like really really expecting to like get anything especially because I was only a sophomore and like didn't really have that much experience um but I was just like so sad as to like what I was gonna do over the summer I was like oh am I just gonna go home and do nothing all this whatever so then I I found this program and I, like, I didn't know a single other person who had ever done it before. So mm-hmm. I literally was just applying, or, like, signed up for it, like, based off of what I, like, found on their website. Um, and it ended up being, like, the best experience ever. So basically, like, for the program, it was, like, the most work I've ever done in my entire life. It's, like, 60-plus hours a week, like, Monday through Saturday. And it's, like, literally boot camp for like films we took a an editing class a cinematography class a production class and um a symposium where like once a week they would bring in like industry professionals to come like talk to us um and each week there was like a different theme like one week they'd have people from agencies and like one week they'd have um people who work in the like 
uh, buying selling departments of like big um, companies. Um, we had like a week about like making low budget films where like the the woman who ran the program she like brought on um, two people who she made a low budget film with. Um, that, like, got distribution and all this, and they were, like, just talking about how the process was, and they were so funny, and they were just, like, everyone was, like, very real, because everyone who was brought in was at, like, was not, like, super, super far up in their career, like, they were all, like, in their, like, early 20s, like, really not that much older than us, and just talking about how, like, they got into the industry and all this other stuff so they were just like they were very honest about it it was a very like real and honest discussion and they were really really funny about like how it like is working in the industry and all that stuff so it was just like really it was really cool to hear from um from all of those people and then um yeah throughout the program you are are like the main thing that you do at the end is you um, you make two short films with, like, your, like, cohort of people, so for me, it was, like, I think it was, like, 23 of us, we, you make two short films, and then they premiere them at, um, one of the theaters at UCLA, um, on, like, the last day of the program, and it's really cute, they had, like, a little, like, after party for us after with, like, they, they, we had, like, a, um, we had tacos that were really yummy, and they brought us, like, all these desserts and stuff, and they, um, we got to, like, take pictures, and they, like, printed out our movie posters on these, like, big, um, like, cardboard, or not cardboard, but, like, um, like, this, like, big, these big, like, poster board things that we could, like, take pictures with, and it was just, it was so fun, um, but yeah, so for one of the films, I was selected to direct it, which was literally so cool, um, the process of, like, getting the, like, so, like, how they do it is basically, like, for the two short films, like, week, like, one or two of the program, if you want to write, the like, the screenplay, you pitch your, like, your idea for your story to the group, and then we vote, and we narrow it down to four stories, and then those four stories go to a couple, um, like, writing workshops, and they write mm-hmm. a first draft of their script, and then we read through the scripts, we give them feedback, and then we vote on two that are actually going to get, like, workshopped into a full-length, like, um, film. Well, not full-length, it's just a short film, but, um, um, so then once, once you voted on the two stories that were going to go into production, um, if you want to direct them, then you have to, literally the next day, or two days later, um, do a director's pitch, which is just, like, you have to say, like, your entire creative vision for the film, um, and, like, make, like, a PowerPoint and, and explain, like, what you want, like, who you want to cast, the kinds of people you want to cast, um, where you'd want to shoot it, um, like, what you want the vibe to be, your color palette, how you would want to edit it, the theme and tone, um, of the whole thing, it was just, like, so much, so much stuff you had to, like, think through creatively, um, so the night before, I did stay up until 5.30 in the morning, and then I went to sleep, oh my gosh, yeah, it was ridiculous, I went to sleep for, like, two hours, and then, and then got up, and went to class, and, and did my director's pitch, but it all paid off, because, um, I ended up getting voted to be the director for one of the films, for the, for the film I pitched for, so that was, like, 
so 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 cool and then after that day I did not rest I did not have one day of (laughs) I I had not known peace since that day Um, oh my gosh that day was actually crazy because I had stayed up like so late doing my director's pitch and then I like did it and um and like it got voted in it was just like so happy but I was so tired um and and I like literally all I wanted to do was go home and sleep but I had plans with two of my friends from UCLA who were like in town who I hadn't seen since like the end of last year the end of the last like school year so I was like Mm -hmm. ugh, I can't cancel plans with them because uh like I haven't seen them in so long we've like had these plans for weeks I'm just like I just did not know I was gonna be this tired I'm like it's okay so I go meet up with them and they were like doing some like orientation events so I had to like wait like an hour or two for them to be done and then we go back to my car to like go drive to the place we're gonna go get dinner and I I put the key in the engine I like go to turn on my car and it just is not starting all of the lights on my dashboard were like blinking and my engine wouldn't start um my car battery died so no I was like so I had to sit there and like call AAA and be like can you like come help me with my car and I was just so tired and so sad but also like so happy it was just like the the widest range of emotions that I could possibly feel I ended up just like leaving my car in the parking structure and we like took some (laughs) car to go drive to dinner but oh my god it was it was a mess um Tony so that that was that but then throughout like um the program like doing the whole like production thing literally like so much planning went into it and then so many things went wrong like we had to change locations at like the very last minute for one of our like um outdoor locations because it like wasn't available and like UCLA wouldn't let us film there when like we thought they were gonna say yes so then we had to move and then change all the blocking and I had to like sit with my DP and we had to like redo like all of the shots that we had planned out like we had to like redo everything and like Um, and then, like, figure out, like, lighting and, like, how to light it, like, outside. It was just, like, oh, my God, it was such a pain to have to deal with that, with all of that. But, um, actually getting to shoot it was so insanely fun. It was literally so fun. We got to use, like, the best equipment, like, in the world. Um, cause, like, it, cause it's, it's UCLA. Like, they're, like, I, like, I forget, like, how good their, like, film school is because they're so, like, I feel like the the like whole like film program at UCLA is like very like mysterious. Like it's almost like it's like coveted. Like I feel like they're very like secretive about like a lot of the their like projects and stuff. Um cuz like I even though like I'm literally minoring in film, I have no idea what they do ever. Um but over the summer all of their um really fancy equipment is not being used so then we get to use it so like the cameras that we were using were so nice um and we just like any light any like gel any like anything that we wanted they were like we'll get it for you like if you need anything like for your film like we will get it for you and i was just like so cool it was so cool because i don't think i will ever be able to like make a film when i have that many resources just like at my disposal like i remember like we where someone had asked one of our TAs how much she thought, like, it would be to, like, rent all of the equipment that we were using. And this wasn't even, like, during shooting. This was, like, during one of our, like, lighting workshops. Like, we were just, like, 
um we were like oh like how expensive would it be to like rent all this equipment and she's like let me let me look some stuff up so she was she was looking up and she's like okay the fluid head for the tripod so like not the tripod not like the camera just the piece that like goes on top of the tripod with like the handle on it so you can like Mm -hmm. swivel the camera just like and that like secures the camera onto the tripod like just that piece the one that we were using to rent for one week was nine thousand dollars that's crazy what like and that's oh my gosh i mean it's a very important piece of the whole thing but i was like i like it's like it's not the camera it's not like the big like the big light that we're using to like make our whole like thing seem cool it just like yeah was just absolutely ridiculous um wow but yeah so that was the whole thing and then we ended up like during post-production it was another just like not not sleeping at all like I pulled two all-nighters in the film building at UCLA like when we were editing the whole thing me and my editor um and actually my producer and DP who did not have to stay up with me um they did and they they were they were there with me like all all throughout the editing process just for like moral support um but literally we would get to the film like we'd get to the editing lab in like the afternoon start editing until like six or seven a.m and and then we would like we like put chairs together in the editing lab and like slept on the chairs for like an hour and then got up and then like went back to editing just to like have the whole thing prepared and I remember like it was like me and my editor and producer and DP in one room and then like the other film like they were in another room so I would like whenever I needed like a creative break I'd like walk down the hallway and like go knock on their door and be like hey how's it going here (laughs) and like watch like what what they were working on editing um yeah we had a whole thing where like our our audio got deleted and it was just like it was such it was I think it was like 4 a.m the morning of the premiere Uh and we had edited so much and then all of our audio for a certain scene got like deleted on accident um no and we just like absolutely panicked luckily like I had someone somewhere had made a copy of it on like onto my hard drive so we were able to just like edit off of that and just like completely scrapped the other version which did mean that we had to like start from the very beginning with all of our edits but at least we like knew what we wanted to do so then we just like went through all of it and then ended up being fine but it was such a moment of panic at like 4 a.m it was it was just like oh my god we like literally did not sleep for like six weeks um it was just like it was such like a a like all 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 in project but it was so so fun and I learned like so 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 much about like every aspect of film like I learned how to use like premiere like to edit videos I learned how to like put together a like two different kinds of of cameras um I just learned like all of the like film set jargon probably not like all of it but like um at least like now when I've been able to talk to other people like from the industry like when they say like I don't know like whatever like talking about like being on a set um I like know what they're talking about and like can actually like contribute to the conversation be like oh yeah you know I know what I'm talking about (laughs) um 
but yeah, it was just like it was such such a good experience, and like I I would one hundred percent do it again if I was if I was able to. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's well, that so that, that was my summer. Mine yeah. was. Mine was less adventurous, I would say. Mine was exciting, but, like, I took physics. <laughs> I, nice. Yeah, that was a super fun one. Um, I, and then I had two part-time internships. Um, I was an intern at CMS, Center for Medicare and Medicaid, which sounds horribly boring, but to me, that was very exciting. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I was an intern for um, UCSC Health Services Research Center. So they were fun, but more computer zooming than than mm-hmm. like fun fun I would say like your kind of, your summer fun, but um mm-hmm. yeah summer was good. But, but I think that's I think that's it. All we have to update think, you guys on yeah. Um, I'll record an episode. We can do like a, I might do a little solo episode about Denmark culture, and I also have a visiting host family that I love, and like they've taught me a lot too, so I can talk about all of that stuff um mm-hmm. later but yeah we just wanted to it's been a been a while so we want to give some life life updates and t- tell you about the film the film program and study abroad and everything so yeah, yeah. thanks for thank listening you, thank you so much for listening we'll see you guys next time bye guys thanks <laughs>